0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to Everything We Love About Disney, the Disney podcast with the description in the title because it's where we talk about everything we love about Disney. My name is Tommy T, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely, soon-to-be wife, Gina. Thank you for being back with me after episode one.
1: Hey, everyone, happy to be here. Very excited.
0: So before we get into the meat of this episode, and there will be meat, (laughs) (laughs) so vegetarians beware, uh, why don't you give me your quick reaction to how episode one went, our first official podcast together, what did you think of it?
1: Yeah, so I had a lot of fun. I mean, it's the kind of thing where, uh, you know, we're always in a Disney dialogue in some way or another, so we figured we might as well (laughs) record some of it and have other people maybe tune in. Um, this really is out of my comfort zone because I'm not used to recording anything. Um, but I'm excited about it. I'm happy to do it. And I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. So thank you for listening.
0: Yeah, I think content-wise it went just as well as a first epico- episode could really go. So I'm, I'm really happy with it and excited to get here into season two, of which our topic is Tiffin's and Nomad Lounge at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which, um, you know, I think both of us feel is one of the more unique and interesting um, lounges slash restaurants in all of Walt Disney World, and and we love it so much, so we wanted to put it in the show. Makes sense with the title.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So for those who don't know where Tiffin's is and Nomad's Lounge... It is in Disney's Animal Kingdom on Discovery Island. So it's right when you first kind of arrive into Animal Kingdom. And that was very much intentional for the Imagineers. Um, Joe Rohde, specifically, shout out to Joe, um, (laughs) says that he did that because it's a great place, it's a gathering place for one, and two, um, it's in the main area Right before, as they say, you go off to your different adventures in the different lands.
0: Yeah, you probably have seen it when you were running past it to go to <laughs> to Pandora.
1: Yes, uh, <laughs> on the <there's>, right.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, it's there on the right side, and it's a cool little building. It looks almost like a hut, like a big hut. Um, to give you Joe Rody's description of what Tiffin's is, I wrote down his exact quote. Tiffin's is a restaurant in an art gallery that is all about the travel and adventure that led to the creation of Disney's Animal Kingdom. So like Gina was just saying, it's perfectly situated in the middle there because it's, like, part of the entryway to the park. And, like, it takes influence from all the different lands and um, explorations that kind of went into creating those lands. So, you yeah, know, surprisingly situated in the middle, I'd say, like, usually that's the place for, like, a quick quick grab and go. But this mm-hmm. is, like, a very, uh, I don't want to say high-end, but, like, highly themed, highly... Uh, worked upon an engineered sort of experience It's an experience. It's not just a, it's not functional as much as it's based around the theming and experience that you have there.
1: And anyone who spent a long time in animal kingdom has a true appreciation for just the insane detail and the thoughtfulness that went into really creating a space that is reminiscent of the original lands and culture and art and of course, habitats of the animals and the people—it's um, just—it it, it must have taken so much work and effort, and it, it's just so impressive. So, to have a space where you can really learn more about how the design process uh, worked and how they got the research, the research yeah, yeah. yeah, the creation of this of this park—it's it's quickly become my one of my favorite parks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say right now. And this is like a little bit beyond Tiffins, but I think it's what, what makes it special, and and why it's like so high on our list is because Animal Kingdom is the only park right now that has a very defined theme. Yes. And you know, things are happening with Epcot, things are happening at the studios to make it less themed. In in my opinion, I think objectively less mm. less, less themed. Right. Cool experiences, but the overall, you know. Um, overall binding theme of it is kind of going by the wayside But animal kingdom it's the opposite they're, they're going further into this theme and this is like a perfect example of that it's right. like this could only like make true sense at somewhere like animal kingdom you couldn't drop this in i mean you could drop in the magic kingdom but like it wouldn't have the same resonance and feel as it would being where it is at the animal kingdom
1: yeah
0: um so just to give a little like tour of tiffin's um again i took this from Joe Rohde's kind of descriptions of what it's all about and the, the video that Disney made uh, You know he describes it as an art gallery, and it really is there's actually three separate galleries one being the Trek gallery, which is all their adventures in from Asia one being the Safari gallery, which is Adventures from Africa, and then the grand gallery is the animals themselves and in each one you're gonna see Artwork and artifacts and that sort of thing that represent those three themes so you'll see the yeti inspiration stuff and the prayer flags. There's a really cool sculpture made out of prayer flags in the in the Asia gallery. And then in the Safari gallery, you'll see stuff like the baobab tree that is, uh, you know, represented in the Kilimanjaro safaris. And you'll see, you know, a lot of animal inspired sculptures and stuff in the Grand gallery. So everything is really like detailed and really just like specifically created to represent those different themes and galleries that they they put together. The first time we went through, and I think every time we've been, they gave us a little tour, like what yeah. was your sort of, because that's something I, I would say that I love about it is that you don't just like, you don't just get seated, seen to your table. They like make sure that you understand the theme when you walk in right? and that you're, um, that you, that like this place that you're surrounded by isn't just a nice decor, but it's telling a story around you.
1: Right. So the first time we went, we were seated, I believe, in the Grand Gallery. Yes. And one of the first things that stood out to me, of course, were the, the um, animal carved totems. Mm-hmm. And um, our server had this really great story because I thought they looked familiar. And in fact, these were the, um, they're Balinese, so they were hand sculpted in Bali. And it's a cultural form of art that is really highly revered there. Um, but the totems were originally in Camp Mini Mickey.
0: Oh, that's right. I didn't even write that down.
1: Yeah, for anyone who uh, remembers that area before it became Pandora. Um, and so when they were, you know, making their way for Pandora, they removed those totems and for the most part, um, they stayed in pretty good condition.
0: One, One of them they had to redo, right?
1: One of them I think rotted just because of time and
0: being in yeah. the Florida sun is not <laughs> yeah. kind not to. That Bali
1: is much different. I just love that they were able to repurpose those, and I find them very impressive. So I loved that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like they really do make you feel like you are dining in an art gallery. Like mm-hmm. this is an art gallery. They just set up a bunch of tables and turn it into a restaurant, which yeah.
1: it's really fun to look around.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, let's just jump into, I guess, some things that I wrote down, which I think will be a good jumping off point for some more discussion. I think the number one thing that I love about Tiffin's as a restaurant, like beyond the theming, we'll get back to the theming, but it's one of the few signature restaurants in a theme park at Disney. Um, I wrote down the others as being Be Our Guest, Cinderella's Royal Table... Monsieur Paul, Le Celier, and the Brown Derby. And I'd say of those, like, Be Our Guests and Cinderella's are more about the atmosphere than the food. Yeah. Not the food's bad, but like, you've really only got a few restaurants here that are like serving top, top signature meals in the Disney theme parks. So that's, you know, I mean, we could talk about the food um, whenever you want. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would jump in and say, speaking of atmosphere. So we just talked about the atmosphere. Not only do you have the strength of that, but you also have this incredible dining service experience. You have the the waiters, the servers are unbelievable. Um, the menu is very thoughtful and well crafted, and it's definitely for adventurous eaters, I would say. Yes. <laughs> and I think uh, the Disney parks have um, kind of evolved in that way. It, things are becoming a lot more uh, focused on more exciting and exotic foods.
0: Spices and yeah. flavors <laughs> and not just hamburgers.
1: For a long time, yeah, it was it was primarily the, the quick service burger and fries and you'd get the occasional, say, California grill. And those were always fun to try because they were new experiences. But this is truly-
0: And they were hidden away, it felt like though. Right. You had to seek those out. Right. And now like having this right in the center of Animal Kingdom, like making a statement that like, hey, we're not afraid to like have unique and flavorful food in the center of a theme park, so. Hopefully there's a sign of things to come. I think that even at Galaxy's Edge, we haven't been yet um, as of this recording, but seeing the menus there, it's like, this isn't just like space burgers, you know, <laughs> like this is something, you know, they're doing something here. So uh, definitely appreciate that.
1: So to jump into the menu a little bit, much like the different galleries and the different areas of the world that um, the Imagineers went to for the creation of Animal Kingdom, um, the menu reflects that. So it's a lot of dishes um, that are inspired by Asian cuisine, African cuisine, and South American cuisine. Um, which sounds like a lot in one menu,
0: but you'd be surprised. It's almost seamless, so you don't even yeah. think of, I mean, that's 100% true. I wrote that down myself. But then like I was looking at the menu, and I almost couldn't like say, oh, this is a South American one. Right. This is an Indian one. It was like everyone like almost takes from at least two of those right. in each dish.
1: Yeah, so Of course you have your appetizer section you have your entree section they even have some really delicious desserts that are
0: a bit different i'm just pulling out the menu if you're wondering why i'm looking down at my phone it's not i didn't get a text i was (laughs) i'm looking at the menu because i didn't have that pulled up um i mean we have to mention the bread service which is like you know if you've been to um why am i just blanking on this uh sanaa Sanaa. Um, you're familiar with the idea of the bread service with the, with the various spreads and dips and whatnot. It's a similar idea, um, chef cheese selection, the corn chowder, charred octopus. So it's not like crazy stuff, charcuterie, but the way they do it is so, is so just well done and thoughtful and spicy in a, not literally hot, but just like flavorful spices.
1: So what was your favorite dish that you have ordered there? Cause we've been three times now.
0: Yes. So the first time I got something they don't have anymore, but it was the lamb three ways. Mm-hmm. And I should have looked up, but like what it, but how it was described back then, they've changed, there's a different lamb dish on there now, which I'm sure is just as good There's a braised lamb shank. And I think that was one of the three ways was the shank and there's the sausage. Yeah. And there's another way they had it, and it was just so good. It had this um, that charcoal dust. Remember this? Oh, it was yeah. like this black dust on like half the half the plate, and you're like, what is this? Like, is this gonna taste like is this soot? <laughs> I know. I was like, look like soot from the um, chimney from the from your fireplace, <laughs> but it was a delicious something that just added all like this extra kick of flavor. And I think that's my favorite, the first experience there. Yeah. But last time you got, and I'll turn over to you after, but like I think we kind of shared last time and I got the butter chicken and you got the short rib, right? Yep. And I think the short rib that you mostly ate was my other favorite that I got. Yeah, it was really good.
1: I've also ordered, uh, I think the first time I got a pork tenderloin that was Mm -hmm. more South American in flavor. It came with, um, like a corn relish that was really delicious. And then the second time I got the ramen with Oh,
0: that's belly. right, that's right.
1: Really delicious, crispy pork belly, just like melt in your mouth. Like my mouth is watering. <laughs> about it. But just very fun and tasty and something just a little bit different if you're in the park and you just can't face another burger and fry situation
0: yeah and like i've kind of addressed this same idea a couple times already but you don't have to you know rush back to some resort and figure out how to get there and back to do this you can you can get off by the passage and you're sitting in your seat in 10 minutes you know like right. it's right there
1: that being said uh, just be expected that the prices are
0: yeah i mean this is n- yeah this is definitely i mean if you've been to Gico right. or um Uh, Citricos or uh, Artist Point uh, before they changed it. I'm not sure what it's like now, but like those are the types of prices we're talking about here Uh, Before we get too far away from the food I do have to mention the the dish that we haven't had but you have to know about this thing It's the whole sustainable fish and when they say it's a whole fish. It is a whole fish You will see the head the mouth and eyes and everything the
1: presentation is impressive
0: I mean, impressive for some, scary for others. Uh, I've, I'm sure more than one person has walked in, seen that thing, and walked right out. Uh, or at least seen it online and said, nope, that's not for me. I'm not a fish eater, but if you are and you're adventurous, like, that's a cool thing. Just like, I mean, just for the Instagram, it's yeah, probably right. worth it. But uh, the 50 <laughs> bucks or whatever it is. But no, it's, it's uh, people seem to like it. It's still on the menu uh, since opening day. So it's like kind of their signature thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, in addition to food, of course, are the drinks.
0: I'm just gonna cut you off because I want to get over to to Tiffins okay. as we talk. Um, so let's okay. let's go to Tiffins and then we'll come to back to the drinks. Okay. I expected us to go the other direction, but we just got into Tiffins. We yes. we, we got into um sorry, I meant let's go to Nomad. You know what I meant, right? I did. Yes, we're going to Nomad <laughs> Lounge because that's like the drink spot. Um. And they have the same drink menu, I think.
1: Same drink menu, and they have a really extensive wine list, too.
0: Yeah, okay, so let's address that. I wrote that down, too, that um, you're going to get the wines from Africa, from South America. So, like, that kind of makes it a lot more um, unique to not your usual, you know, Chianti's and whatever. Right. I wanted to jump over to Nomad Lounge because um, Tiffin's is a great restaurant, but, you know, you're not going to have that experience every time you're at Animal Kingdom. but, But Nomad is something that you can.
1: Right. Especially um. better on your wallet, too, if you want to yeah. experience that feeling of being at Tiffin's and Nomad, but spending a lot less and enjoying yourself the same.
0: Yeah, or more or in some ways more, because I think the, the similarly to how this is one of the few signature dining experiences you could have in the park, it's also one of the few like lounges where you're encouraged to relax and right. take it easy. I find that a lot of the other bars and lounges inside the parks... It's kind of like, get your drink and get out. Mm -hmm. And this, (laughs) the the couches and the chairs and everything are so comfy, they're low to the ground and like, yeah, you sit on that porch and you can kind of, you're not in the park anymore, you're out on this river view and you can see some people in the background, you can see a little bit of Avatar in the background, but you really feel like you're secluded and away from all the hustle and bustle. And I, I can't really think of anywhere else in, walt disney world theme parks where you can get that sort of feeling i mean i i don't know does anything come to mind for you because
1: yeah i'm just trying to think as far as a bar any, like outdoor lounges in particular and i caught is one big you know walk around lounge but it's not so much like be seated in a wicker chair and just relax and have the fans blowing over you
0: right i thought of tutto gusto as being like a more oh, a yeah. closer but even that is so much so small right uh, Nomad is huge. The outdoor area is huge. The indoor area is a good size.
1: And it's beautiful inside.
0: Yes, yes. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, so there, and it's kind of, uh, situated in between two of the rooms, it's between the check-in area and one of the Asia Gallery, right? Right. So if you're going to sit, sit in the Asia Gallery, they'll actually walk you through Nomad Lounge. So it's kind of cool how it's situated, like, within the restaurant. Right. And the decor there it's covered in these like banners these like tapestry like not tapestries but i guess yeah yeah Yeah. and here's where it's the imagineer stories of their travels and there's all these questions and answers of like your best travel memories like what was your most unexpected discovery or what was your best animal encounter and then answers from the imagineers and then guests can i've never done we have to do this next time i think Mm. You, you pay $1, which goes to the Disney Wildlife Conservation Fund, and you can write your own little banner that goes up above the bar oh, cool. with your travel memory. Um, so, what's next? I, I think I want to tell a story real quick of the first time we went. Yeah. And we were sitting outside, and Pandora hadn't opened yet, and I just had never felt, I don't know, I guess this is going back to that previous point, but I just never felt so relaxed yeah, inside a theme park. Yeah. And I was like, this is the last time this will be this relaxed because Avatar is opening in a couple months and it, you can still get that experience. I, I'm really happy to say that, um, you know, I, I think the word's slowly getting out, but it's never been a problem to kind of grab a seat and, and take a few minutes away from the craziness. Okay, so let me do one more thing and I'll let you take it away on the drinks, Mm -hmm. but it just makes sense uh, logistically that the coolest thing, one of the coolest things about Nomad Lounge is the menu, physically the menu, Uh, it is actually done as a um, travel log, like a journal of their adventures and discoveries and a sketchbook also, like all the drinks are like sketched out. And there's all like other little sketches of their travels. Like it's just fun to read through it like a book.
1: It's leather bound, so it literally looks like a journal, and then the pages feel like vellum. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's like a like a thicker page, like kind of shiny, glossy. It it goes way beyond. It transcends a menu. It is truly a diary.
0: I want to steal or like (laughs) see if they would sell me one because it's just it'd be a cool thing just to have on your coffee table. It's like a coffee table book.
1: It is like a coffee table book. And each of the drinks has a sketch yes. of what it looks like. So, you know, ahead of time what you're ordering, there might be a little anecdote next to it. They have different names that are really clever. I'm kind of blanking on the, the names
0: of Yeah, so I'll, drinks, I, I'll pull that up in a second.
1: Uh-huh. I will say uh, Disney cocktails have a tendency to be overly sweet, at least for me, my taste. But... Um, you know, you can't go wrong with a margarita. Mm-hmm. And, and there is a drink in particular that I really liked that comes with pink peppercorns on top, which is yes. a really cool, interesting uh, flavor profile and texture. And it's just really fun.
0: Yeah, like most, of the, most of the drinks have some kind of presentation aspect to them. There's one that comes with like a slice of watermelon on it. There's one that comes with like this uh, flower floating in it that lights up. Yeah, the Jen's tattoo, the
1: one name that I remember. And for me, at least it was far too sweet, but it came with a dried lotus flower, which I thought was beautiful. I just wish it had one, a little more alcohol (laughs) and two, a little less sweetener.
0: Right, right.
1: (laughs) But you've ordered some cocktails that were more like...
0: Yeah, so my go-to is the Tempting Tigress, which is bourbon, um, Saint Elizabeth allspice dram, which I forget what dram is. It's just some kind of spice. Yeah. Tamarind syrup and lime juice. So it's kind of their play on an old-fashioned, which is my drink of choice normally, like just at a normal bar. But the allspice and the tamarind syrup kind of stand in for the bitters and yeah. the simple syrup, and it just like creates this this spice and this flavor and this uniqueness that like it's really different. Again, like similar to Tiffins. Like this is not if you like standard Jack and Coke kind of drink nothing wrong with that, but like you probably <laughs> This probably isn't the bar for you But if you want to like really explore and t- taste something really interesting that you probably never tasted in a cocktail before this This is the place for you and, and really have some fun with it um, really unique fun flavors and just Like I said each one is like its own little adventure I'd say Trader Sam's is kind of similar in that way that yeah. um Probably not as unique of flavors there, but in the way that each thing is kind of its own sort of presentation and an idea behind it.
1: Right. So we talked about tiffins and the menu. We talked about the galleries and where tiffins and nomads lounge are located. We talked about feeling of relaxation and all of that. But I think what adds to the sense of relaxation is the music you
0: got it i was like i was like is she going where i think Stop she's wrong, going because i have here music and um i can't promise this but as of now i'm putting music under these so the the song i'll be having this music play under us talking yes. right now so you're hearing it you've been hearing it since <laughs> the intro and definitely the intro will have a little piece of the music because i had to go and seek it out you can find it on spotify you can find some playlists um one of them might have been made by me i think i did make one of the playlists for this um
1: it's on
0: youtube also And youtube yeah for sure um, I would describe it as Neo-African, yeah. but it's got other sounds in there too, it's got Indian sounds. Again, it matches the music and the, uh, sorry, it matches the menu it's and perfect. the food and the drinks. It's it's really nice, and uh, makes you feel like you're somewhere else, just like everything else in the in the, the structure.
1: And for those stuck at home, we can attest to this music being great for working.
0: Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> if you work
1: is. at a computer and you need some background music it just immediately transports you and puts you at ease.
0: Yeah, and like, it has that right kind of tempo where you're moving, you know, you're, yep, yep. So all in all, just to kind of wrap things up, I'd say that the key word here has been unique. If you're looking for a different kind of experience, whether that's the flavors, the surroundings, the feeling of not being rushed from place to place Mm -hmm. and from fast pass to fast pass, Tiffin's Nomad Lounge gives that really special experience inside of a Disney park that I think is really unparalleled right now.
1: Yeah, and I would agree that um, as the Imagineers intended, this is a space to gather, to talk about stories, to uh, come together in a communal area, and it truly is an oasis, even though there is a literal oasis (laughs) on the map next door. Uh, this is definitely part of that experience, and so I think the Imagineers um, achieved what they set out for, and we're grateful for it.
0: Yes, a place to be inspired and to enjoy.
1: Yeah, so thank you, Imagineers. Thanks, Joe Rody. Yes,
0: continue with your adventures and uh, build us more of these. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that'll wrap this episode up. Thanks so much for listening on YouTube or podcast services, wherever kind of makes sense for you, posting it up on both. And I hope you join us again for season, uh, for episode three. We got some more fun stuff planned for you. So, uh, Gina, we didn't really give you an intro at the top of the show, so why don't you just give a shout out to where you, we can follow you?
1: Sure. So, uh, again, my name is Gina, and I am at Will Run for Disney blog on Instagram. Will Run for Diz on Twitter.
0: Yep, and then of course follow the Diz Quiz for updates on this show and all the other Diz Quiz shows. So, until next time, I've been Tommy T.
1: And I'm Gina.
0: And we will see you real soon. See
1: you real soon.
0: Bye.